Jepang. My name is Terry, and this is the 99th episode of The Terry Wilkerson Show, which means our episode coming out later this week, which will be the second-ever first annual 2022 Douchebag of the Year Awards, is actually my 100th episode. And I don't have the numbers in front of me on the number of new podcasts that reach 100 episodes, but I imagine it's a hell of a lot more than mine. So, nothing to be really too proud of. Uh, if you've been with me before, then you already know, grab yourself uh, a beer, grab yourself a bowl, fire one up, grab a smoke, uh, pack your lip, which is what I'm doing right now, pour a shot, do whatever, because um, we're actually going to take a minute here at the beginning of the show this week to to say goodbye to a friend. Uh, quick story without getting into much depth and detail. About 10 years ago, a little a little under maybe 10 years ago, uh, I found myself in a pretty bad situation. One of the worst situations I'd ever been in in my life. I was uh, homeless for a while. And it wasn't one of those, it wasn't one of those, you know, homeless where, you know, uh, I knew where the, the nearest homeless shelter was. The funny thing is there was one just a couple of miles from where I was sleeping. And when I eventually found out about the, the shelter, I moved from where it was I was sleeping into the shelter, and I had no job at that point. I was actually, I had been trying to give blood and plasma to pay for my cell phone bill so I could talk to certain people, and they know who they are. Not important to mention it here. So I moved into this homeless shelter, and I'm there for a couple of weeks Still needing a job because I do have bills to pay. Even when you're homeless, you have bills you need to pay. And I get a phone call from a good friend of mine. He says he's going over for a job interview. Would I be interested in going out with a beer for him with a uh, for a beer with him after the interview? And uh, I said, Yeah, sure. You know, um, I don't really have any money. And he said, No, I'm buying. It's fine. So he comes and he picks me up here at the shelter and he pulls in and he's like, do you have your chef's coat on you? This is back when I was in the restaurant business. I said, well, yeah, it's in my bag, which I carry everywhere. He goes, okay. So we get to the interview site. It's uh, this hotel in Wyoming, Pennsylvania. We get to the interview site. We pull in and, uh, he drove a stick back then. I don't remember what type of car it was, but I do remember it was stick because he, there was like three people I knew that could drive stick. Myself, him, and a mutual friend of ours. And he, you know, parks the car and he looks at me and goes, put on your jacket. You're taking this interview, not me. And it was, it was a sous chef job. So it was a good paying, you know, good solid job. And we walked in, and he introduced himself to the head chef and said, I'm here for the interview, but I'm not taking it. Terry is. By the time I got back to the shelter that day, 
they were already calling me to tell me they wanted me to start the following Monday. Now, this friend of mine went on to, he stayed at the restaurant that we had both been working at before I ended up in a shitstorm. And he went back to that job. And he stayed there until he moved down to Florida. Now, it's funny because I used the money from that job to move to where I am now in the southeastern part of Pennsylvania. That's his sacrifice right there not only helped me get back on my feet, it got me away from, from Reading. It got me away from a bad situation I was in. One that I totally made myself. And uh, he he basically took a bullet there and, and let me have a dream job to help me get on my feet. And there has not been a day that's gone by in the ensuing almost 10 years that I haven't either silently thanked him or openly thanked him. Uh, a few weeks ago, he had a medical emergency. And they had to do some type of surgery, I'm not a doctor obviously, where they had to reduce the swelling on his brain. And he, uh, well, he ended up in a coma. And his girlfriend posted about two weeks ago on his Facebook that they were moving him into hospice and that his, um... His EEG had shown no brain activity. So, basically at that point, we were just playing the waiting game. So I go away for a few days with my lovely fiancé. We have a, a, a wonderful Christmas holiday, friends and family, all that stuff. And I'm relaxed and chill, and then I come back and uh, I get up the day after Christmas drive back home, get home and find out that that morning this friend of mine had passed away. America, and I'm sure that there are some of you who listen, because I know I do have friends who listen to this show, and I thank you for sticking with me for now almost 100 episodes. So I'm sure there's some of you who know the guy, but for those of you who don't, you probably would wish you had known him if you had actually known him, if that makes any sense. Um, this friend of mine, Bruce Allen Epler Jr., who passed away on the 26th, the morning of, uh, of December 26th, the same day, by the way, two years later from uh, the death of the, the great professional wrestler John Huber, Brody Lee, whatever you want to call him, and I, I found that interesting because I actually had found a lot of similarities between Brody Lee and Bruce. And it's it's weird because even back when Brody was on the independent circuit, and I was watching him as far back as watching Pro Wrestling Ohio when he made a brief appearance there. You know, I had known Bruce at that point, and he just he reminded me of him in stature and in attitude. They both were just great people who loved their children more than anything. So. Um, Bruce had his issues, we all do, but he, I'd like to think he kind of took an example from me about just walking away from everything in order to save the most important things. You know, there, there's an easy life in this world. There's a fun life where you can just ride the wave and, and, you know, 
So basically, I'm talking about like the sex, drugs, rock and roll type lifestyle. And I knew I had to get away from it because I had to rebuild myself and I had to rebuild my family. And I, I'd like to think that I might have been a little bit of, a, uh, of an encouragement to Bruce to do the same thing. So that's what he did. He walked away from his entire life in Reading, where he was born and raised. Actually, I believe, if I remember correctly, he was actually born in uh, Hamburg, which is where I went to high school. So it was a, a weird connection. I know he and I both had um, the same favorite bar in Charlottesville long before we met. Makes me wonder how many times I was in that bar and he was there and I didn't even know. So I like to think that I was part of the influence of him moving from Reading to Florida to rebuild his life and... Uh, his mistakes caught up with him, like they do to all of us. I mean, it happened to me, obviously, just not to the severity that it happened to Bruce. And I I sit here now, just, I'm recording this two days after Christmas. Life has basically gone back to normal, back to work, the whole nine yards. And, you know, with everything that I have dealt with, and I don't talk about it much on this show because who cares, right? I mean, let's be honest. Who really gives a shit about the whining of another human being? And I look back at the last couple of years and specifically the past two years where my life was just completely altered, turned completely upside down. I mean, I, I went from being a hardcore science-first atheist and then, of course, the loss of my nephew, which brought a rainbow out. I've told this story on other shows where I was driving home from my nephew's funeral and I had just, I'd been shaken in the weeks leading up to it to begin with. And I didn't know what to believe in anymore. And this rainbow came out and I uh, looked at my fiance and I said, have you ever heard the song, I Can Only Imagine by Mercy Me? And she hadn't, so I played it for her. And that's when, you know, the, we started driving toward the rainbow, and that's when I realized that, um, that God was giving me another chance. It was reaching out to me. So I had that going on in the last couple of years, and I've been steadily rebuilding my own faith. And I'm not turning this into a, uh, a faith-based show. I, I've talked briefly about what I believe in and I don't think I, I don't think I've been overbearing America I really don't if so feel free to let me know which by the way you can't let me know on Twitter anymore my account has been permanently suspended so if you're looking <laughs> to find Terry Wilkerson on social media you're gonna either going to have to find my private profile on MeWe or you're going to have to find me on Getter at at TL underscore Wilkerson at any rate, so all this has been going on, and uh, this particular Christmas, it was small compared to some of the Christmases I grew up in, because I, you know, I grew up in a family that was part Southern, part North Jersey, so, you know, there was always massive Christmases. And now, here we are, you know, a very small Christmas by comparison, and I couldn't help but think you know, when I woke up Christmas morning. Now, 
I do consider myself a Christian, but I'm not one of those who is so blinded by faith that I believe that Jesus Christ was born in the middle of winter. It, it, you know, it's symbolic. December 25th is a symbolic holiday, in my personal opinion. I don't believe it's the actual birth of my Savior, but I'll celebrate it because that's what has been set aside as the recognized day of his birth. And I woke up that day, and I'm staring out the window, drinking a cup of coffee. I think I had um, Sports Center, or no, Seinfeld on in the background. And I just sat there kind of thinking about the last couple of years and everything I lost leading up to this year, the, the friends that I've had pass away. As a matter of fact, Bruce is now, I believe, the fifth friend of mine in the last 10 years who has passed away. I had one who, um, who committed suicide. I, we had been friends since we were eight, nine years old. I mean, we knew each other for forever. Another friend of mine was killed in a traffic accident. Um, another friend of mine passed away. Still not entirely sure. The rumor is that uh, he just gave up and you know, I'm not even going to get into it. Let's just say he he uh, he took his own life, according to his sister. According to his sister, he took his own life, and then another one who passed away under strange circumstances that uh, I still don't think they've actually ever released what uh, this particular one, Bob, died from. Doesn't say much about me as a friend, but all my friends just keep, you know, dying. <laughs> um, but I, I think it definitely, I think it says something about humanity in general and just the the way we have come to view ourselves as individuals. We're so, we're so convinced that we have to put the collective first, that everybody is more important than we are individually, that we just get pushed to the point where too many of us think, if I can't please everybody, I don't serve a purpose. Never stopping to realize that the only person that you need to please, the only person that you need to take care of is yourself. And that's a horrible situation to be in. I've been, I've been in that situation where I have thought, well, there's too many people that I'm hurting. But it was always, there was always an opportunity for me to come back and look at it and say, but I can't fix it if I'm not here. And that's why I am still here, because there were too many people that I loved selfishly enough to do anything about it. So as I'm staring out the window and I'm thinking about all of this, um, obviously it didn't snow where I was, which, you know, would have been nice to have a little bit of snow, but it was cold as the Dickens. And I just keep thinking about the past couple of years and how I went from being homeless, having nothing to, you know, I, I have a, a beautiful fiance, you know, a great job in a new field that I never thought I would be in. And we all have that, you know, New Year's resolution thing. And I, I'm just as prone to it as anybody else, thinking about how I'm going to change things once the new year begins. But it's funny because the new year is just an arbitrary date. January 1st is just a day on the calendar to make a decision to change things. The decision has to be made 
and executed the same day. So the day you decide to turn your life around, that's the day you have to begin it. Not January 1st or December 15th or, or June 8th. Doesn't matter. If you make this decision on August 3rd at 3 in the morning, it has to begin on August 3rd at 3 in the morning. It can't. You can't pick an arbitrary date, is kind of my point. And I know this is rambling. I know this is not the usual format of the show. Um, I couldn't bring myself to do a normal formatted show this week. I felt that this was the topic that I had to discuss. Or pontificate on, if you will. I sat there and I thought about things. And, of course, as you know, last week I talked about how it was two years ago that Rush Limbaugh did his final Christmas radio broadcast. And I played the final um, segment from his show that particular year. There's so much of my past that I really wish I could take back. But I know I can't. And I'm not going to sit here and, and ruminate on it and obsess over things that I did over words that I said, over people that I hurt. I can't, because I can't fix it. I can't go back in time. And for those who have given me an opportunity to make amends for everything I did wrong, I thank you for that opportunity, and I hope each and every one of them knows that I will never do them wrong again. But for those who will not give me another chance, there's nothing I can do. I have reached out. I have tried to make people understand that I am sorry about my mistakes and that I will not repeat them. And I have not repeated those mistakes. And here I am, and I'd like to think my life is getting better and better and better for it. And, of course, these friends that get taken away and and losing Rush Limbaugh in early 2021, which is a lot bigger a deal for somebody like me who grew up on talk radio than perhaps people who did not grow up with talk radio could understand. And of course, earlier this year, in 2022, one of my absolute favorite singers meant the absolute world to me. Uh, Meatloaf passed away. Bat Out of Hell was one of those seminal albums in my life, like it is most people my age. You know, Bat Out of Hell was... Not only an incredible album, but it was a coming-of-age album that so many of us basically lived it start to finish. So, going all the way back around, let's, let's circle back. I don't know where Jen Psaki is, but let's circle back. I'm staring out this window, and it was only probably a good 30 to 40 seconds that all this is going through my head. And I'm staring out this window, and I realize... Everything that I did wrong was completely on me, but it brought me to where I am. And everybody that I love, everybody that has been a part of my past and everybody that's a part of my present and everybody that will be a part of my future, all are there because I have made certain choices and certain decisions. And I can tell you, beyond a shadow of a doubt that one of the best decisions I ever made in my life was years earlier when, and this is how we're circling back, when that guy, Bruce Epler, asked me if I wanted to go out for a beer after work. 
And I thought about it for a second and said, yeah, why not? And we went to the, the um, uh, there was an Irish bar in Reading, the Ugly Oyster. That's what I'm trying to come up with. Great bar. If you're in Reading, I highly recommend it. Food's great. Atmosphere is fantastic. And we went to that bar. And looking back on it now, if I hadn't taken a chance on a guy I had just met at work that night, you know, some dude who looked like a biker, looked like he just walked out of Easy Rider, huge Kiss fan, you know, worship Gene Simmons, and gone out and hung out and had a beer with him, and we met up with some other friends from work, I wouldn't have grown the friendship where I, I had a guy that I considered like an older brother who then in turn years later gave up an opportunity of a lifetime to help me pull myself up by the bootstraps and America if nothing else could be gleaned from this story let it be this there are people in this world who are willing to help you but the ones who are trying to hand you everything are not the ones that are truly going to help you it's the people who give you an opportunity to fix yourself that truly give you the gift of help. Because anybody who just hands you everything and, and, and makes your life easier, they're not making you work for it. They're not forcing you to change. This man, Bruce, in giving me an opportunity, forced me to change. And he ended up trying to change his life and I guess either it was too little too late or, I don't know, maybe God just needed somebody to ride point you know, in a motorcycle ride down the highway to heaven. So, America, I hope you had a great Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate, even if you don't celebrate anything. I hope you had the opportunity to enjoy this holiday season. I hope you had the opportunity to be with friends and family to be with loved ones, to enjoy yourselves. And I truly, you know, Amer I love this country. I really do. And there's so much division that's been going on lately in this country, and it gets worse every day. But, I mean, I, I still believe in this country. I still believe in the greatness of America. I still believe that we, the people, can fix everything. We just have to realize that it's not about handouts. It, it, it's not about, you know, giving everything away to make somebody else's life better. It's about giving a little bit of who you are to help somebody make their life better. I hope you enjoyed your holiday. I hope you enjoyed this show and, and all year here in 2022. And, of course, we are going into our 100th episode next week, the 2022 Douchey Awards. I will not be here for that. They will, in fact, be hosted by uh, my good friend Chip Lincolnod. And we will be back to our regular format in the first week of January. With, of course, me bitching about everything that's wrong in the world and talking about what dumb shit that Joe Biden did this week. <laughs> but in the meantime, America, stay safe. Stay, stay happy. If you can, if you can, if you're in a situation where you can remain happy, do whatever it takes 
to keep yourself in that state of mind. Keep your loved ones around you. Stay involved in the things that are meaningful in your life, be it your religion, be it uh, your job, be it a hobby. You know, if like me, you're a fly fisherman and that's what keeps you happy, then then get yourself ready for next season. You know, start studying the hatch, you know, match the hatch and all that. If you're a motorcycle enthusiast, you know, make sure your bike's ready to go. Do whatever you can on a daily basis to nurture the things that make you happy. And to everybody out there who celebrates the holiday, and of course we're past it, but Merry Christmas, um, Happy Hanukkah, like I said, whatever you, Happy Festivus, whatever you happen to celebrate, I hope you enjoyed it. And carry that spirit through. Carry that love into the next year. Happy New Year to everybody and America. Um, well, God bless America. And uh, if you take one thing away from today's show, it's that, you know, I do kind of, I, I have normal human emotions, I guess, is the best way to put it. And I've lost a, a very good friend. I've lost a guy I consider to be an older brother. And I know. America that everybody out there has dealt with it I'm not claiming to be the only one but I do think there's a point where each and every one of us has to focus on what we've gained as individuals and what we've lost as individuals and we have to find kind of the midpoint of how we can bring ourselves to smile and be happy about both what we've gained and what we've lost Happy New Year to you Enjoy next week's Douchey Awards. And until we see you next time, America, have a great. The Terry Wilkerson Show is produced by 1975 Podcast Productions, a division of 1028 Media. Go to www.terrywilkerson.com for more information. You can find The Terry Wilkerson Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and wherever you download your fine podcast content. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And if you're on a platform where you can do so, give us a five-star rating. That way we can tell big tech that they can shove it up their ass. And until next time, America, stay calm, have courage, and wait for signs.